What time is it? What time is it's it? It's 2 a.m. It's 2 a.m. It's 2 a.m. Welcome, 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 guys. I am KC. I am here with Hendrix. Put some, put some excitement we in your are voice. We to Awkward Eyes Millennials, and I'm welcoming you guys to the 2 a.m. podcast, What It Do. And definitely put some more bass. Yeah, put some more bass in your voice. Bass D's in your mouth. The fuck? Yeah. Open up. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi, guys. What's up? <laughs> Hope you guys didn't miss us too, too much, you know? Yeah, we missed you guys. We definitely did, you know? As always, I'm sitting here dancing, emphasizing my way through this thing called life. Yes. Per usual. Yes, the human sarcasm machine is in full effect. Oh, who are you talking about? Me. Oh, okay, yes. The trolling. Not the cunt knuckle. I was talking about this one, not the cunt knuckle. I'm not a I'm not whatever you just said. <laughs> Mumble rapper. I am. Mumble rapper. I am a sweetheart, you know what I'm saying? I actually have been... Expired? Excuse me? Expired, sweetheart? <laughs> so funny. <laughs> no. <laughs> I hope, as always, we are helping you guys get through <laughs> Monday blues or your week-long blues or, you know, whatever day of the week it is and all that know, good they, stuff. They might get on this one early. They, they, they missed this. Um, Maybe maybe I will release this a little early. I don't know. We'll see. But anyways, Too hope you long. guys enjoyed your weekend. I hope you guys enjoyed your past two weeks <laughs> because we've been MIA. Um, Literally. If you checked out our last special edition episode, you know that we were cast away at sea. And we are back on land for you guys to give Wham. you a, you know, more of, more of what we got. You know what I'm saying? Show me what you got, little mama. Show me what you got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show me what you got. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, bro. It ain't that funny. Sit down. Sit down. Relax. 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 Oh, you want some bullshit? Oh, good, man. I'm good. Nah, it's, it's I'm, good. Here. I'm straight. Like, you okay? I'm all right. Okay. Speaking of showing me what you got, um, at the little Rihanna party, what is it called? Diamonds are forever. I don't know. But her um little party, Beyonce and Jay Z look really good. Yeah, I mean, I don't know obviously. what the fuck them twins did to Beyonce, but that bitch now nah, she's look, always been pretty. But she, uh, to me right now, look, she's a whole nother level of badass bitch. Look, Beyonce has taken Rihanna's spot in my heart. Them them dumb boobs is just amazing. Like they Rihanna, Rihanna has had my heart since I was a teenager. Beyonce has. Well, that's now. my heart. Yeah. I'm just saying. At the end of the day, I'm <laughs> <laughs> excuse me, I'm getting over what I'm called. Um, I'm just saying that, you know, they look good. Beyonce is just like a woman after my own heart. She's just getting finer and finer. It's kind of gone like a just fucking like a, gorgeous a bottle of wine. Oh, like that's a real ridiculous. Good wine. Like not like the barefoot that we broke motherfuckers drink, but like some shit that she would buy. Like just just that shit is crazy. Oh my god. Uh, well And we can expect no more uh music from Jay Z before the year's out. Yes, we definitely can because I saw his hair. Whenever he do that old red shit ass shit. I just assume that he about to drop some hotness on us. I am ready for the concert. They'll be in Michigan, November 18th. I will be in that bitch with bells on, literally. I'm going to take one from Winner's Collar. And at the end of the day... 
<laughs> I'm <gonna be> right there. <laughs> all right, that, that was not fair. That was not fair. <laughs> how was it? How was your week? How's your half a week back? Um, my half a week was okay. You know, work was cool and chill. You know, it's something very like heartwarming <laughs> about knowing you the shit. Like I'm saying, like as far as like work goes, like I got back and it's like my supervisors, the people who I work with, like um, the people who I deliver for, like all this stuff like that. They're just like, oh my god, everything was trash when you were gone, and we're just so happy you're back, like. My fucking supervisor was like, oh, my God, it was just so good to see you. Like, oh, God. I'm just like, yeah, bitch. <laughs> Put some respect on my name. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Just... A lot of people don't don't really take it. You know, they don't give you the appreciation that they should until you actually leave. And then they understand that Hell other yeah. people I are trash. I people who I don't even talk to walk up to me like, bro, when you was gone, <laughs> shit was fucked up. And I'm just like, well, I'm just so, just good to know that I'm an asset, you know, to this whole thing and, you know, making shit, you know, around. like I said, dancing and emphasizing through life, that was good. And I think that my week was okay. Work went by fast. I only worked three days, so it flew by. It was a nice, easy, breezy work week. Work week, I uh, just um, did what I had to do, and I'm happy that I'm just chilling for a minute until I go back out of town um, next week or whatever for my brother's wedding. I'm going to Atlanta for the first first time and uh yeah we're gonna get down like that I'm going out on saturday if you are or you if you or anyone you know is in the Atlanta area and you know what's popping on saturday night let me know because we're trying to find somewhere to go yeah go to the strip club go out and party i don't want to go to the strip club That's i want to go somewhere where niggas can look at me like no one's gonna look at me if it's half naked no ass naked women there naked. no they get ass naked sometimes when we on the cruise we were talking to some people from atlanta and they was like yeah I heard in Detroit they only topless like we don't they don't do that here like they is pussy like it's like it's no point in going to a strip club if they not naked. Man, I miss the fool. All right, well, <laughs> that's cool for you. How are you doing, Hendrix? How was your week? Um, I had trash a... like you or better. It was it was better. Oh, okay. It's better. It's like garbage disposal. Oh, yeah, that's a little better. A little better. Um, I had a similar situation to you. Like, people were, like, hella excited for me to get back to work because, you know, in general, my my coworkers are trash. But, yeah, without me, they are definitely trash. You know, shout out to my trash-ass coworkers. Hope you're listening. Um, <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was cool to get back. You know, I, I really just wanted, literally, like, the last couple of days where we were gone, I was like, I just want to go get back in my regular formula. Like, I just want to go to work and do, you know what I'm saying? Like, actually do something. I don't, I hate sitting for long periods of time. Like, I'm a kind of a busybody for the most part. Don't look at me like that. Um <laughs> Don't look at me like that. It's water but, good. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, work went by fast. It was cool. You know, worked a little bit. A little bit extra, you know, trying to trying to get my ducks in a row and shit like that. But other than that, everything was everything was pretty good, man. Nice to see my family and my friends again and stuff like that. Nice to be able to talk and look on fucking Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and shit. Well, you kids these days, these days need to get the fuck off social media and live your life. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. That's what you kids need to do. I'm just so, saying. Do you want to talk about what happened while we were gone? 
Okay. The news stories. Sure. Are we? Oh, so we're gonna start the show. Yeah. All right, we're starting the show. I mean, you. I asked you how you were doing. You asked me how I was doing. Like that's that's the are transition. Are you all good too? Cool. All right. What's yeah. going on? You guys all right? You guys ready for me to start the show? Cool. <laughs> start the cool. fucking show. Stop being weird, you right. weirdo. We're gonna start off with uh, the Jamel Hill story. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my favorite um, anchors and news reporters and broadcasters, Jamel Hill, is. Not she's not even on the hot seat. They want her fucking head on a platter because she spoke the truth. Yeah, she definitely did. But she she didn't lie. It was no lies, no exaggerations, no none of that. Like she literally spoke the truth. So Jamel Hill, who works for ESPN, who was a part of the six, the six o'clock show on ESPN, the six o'clock sports center on ESPN, tweeted the following: Donald Trump is a white supremacist who largely surrounds himself with other white supremacists. Cool, right? Like, yeah, that's true. And she also went on to say, Trump is the most ignorant, offensive president of my lifetime. His rise is a direct result of white supremacy, period. No, the media doesn't make it a threat. It is a threat. He has empowered white supremacists. See Charlottesville, for example. He is unqualified and unfit to be president. He is not a leader. And if he were not white, he would have never been elected. Also true. Also true. And, of course, the supporters and the supremacists are up in arms because she pretty much said what we all think on a regular basis. (laughs) Like She just tweeted it from an ESPN Twitter handle. That's that's about the only thing. It was her personal account, wasn't it? I mean, she still has ESPN in her account because she works for ESPN. Uh, Yeah, she don't have, like, a separate thingy. Let me see. It's Jamel Hill, but it's checked. It got, like, ESPN in it. I mean, it's technically still her personal account, though. Yeah, I mean, she didn't go to ESPN. ESPN route necessarily with the Jamel I mean Hill at the end of the day ESPN. like she's still a person so she has the right to freedom of speech so it's just that's, honestly that's the one thing I'm so confused about when it comes to conservatives and I'm really gonna try not to rant because I just came back from vacation and I'm supposed to be fucking <laughs> relaxed but at the end of the day I really would never understand it about conservatives because like just like hypocrites use the bible to say whatever they want to say you guys tweak and maneuver and take pull shit out the fucking constitution, all of this shit to apply to whatever the fuck you want to apply to. Because like no yeah. one cares about y'all president fucking tweeting and saying ignorant shit all the fucking time, being offensive to women, to people of other races, to any fucking body who aren't you guys. To people who have nuclear fucking missiles. Yes, that too. And so it's just like, he does whatever the fuck he wants to, but he can't do any wrong because he's white and he's for y'all and it's cool and you know, y'all are racist and y'all have like a racist frenzy of racistness or whatever. And it's just like, I don't understand it because like, if the same thing happened, we're not, and I'm just saying like in the same way when people, when a white supremacist, supremacist or a conservative because it's, mm, I don't want to say it's the same thing, but it's thin line. <laughs> um, when they say something along the lines that are offensive and they claim freedom of speech, no one bats a fucking eyelash. Yeah. But when someone else says something, it's like, oh, off with her head. And she, this is a fireball offense, I think someone in the White House said. And it was just like, no, the fuck it's not because it's freedom of speech. And also, like, journalism, too. Like, they have their own, like, code of conduct and stuff. As far as, like, them being able to say the fuck they want. What, a freedom of the press or something? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, shut the fuck up. Like, I'm just so tired of this. Like, I know, like, honestly, racial tension is at a very, all like, an all-time high right now. Because, like, literally, like... 
And I know, like, some weak-minded people who are already racist would be offended by the fact that I feel strongly in saying that right now I don't know how to feel. Like, when we were on the cruise and we were on vacation, and, like, well, I mean, most of the people we saw were foreign. But the people who were American, it's like, when I saw a Caucasian person, I didn't know how to react. It's like, hi. Because you didn't know who, you know what I'm saying? Especially now, because it's so open and cool to be fucking racist. Right. And it's just like, I don't even know if you fuck with me or you don't. So I'm just kind of like, it's like a nervous energy that I have, and it sucks that it's like that, but I definitely do now more so than ever. Even when I walk across, you know what I'm saying, walk through my complex, because I live in the suburbs right now. Like, I live well deeper in the suburbs than I did before. <laughs> and I, it's the same kind of level of, uh, you know what I'm saying, you, like, you don't know. Like, when people like when people don't speak or people look kind of, you know, sideways, you don't know if they are looking at you like that because you're black or just because they're just horrible fucking trash-ass human beings that just don't speak to people. You really right. don't know now. So it's yeah. just like, I see, I walk through my complex, I see the Trump stickers and I see the Trump posters and I just, it's you just really don't know where, where that, where, where their head is at. So it's just like, I am very, very, I hate to talk about, it's just, a, and it's natural too, it's not like, I'm like being extra paranoid, it's just a nervous energy that just kind of comes over me where it's just like, I don't know, like I was walking through my complex with my dog and I seen like mm-hmm. an old white guy and like, we was just walking and like my dog is really friendly and he's white, so he's white <laughs> but he um a mixed fucker he walked up uh to this old guy and i'm like oh i'm sorry that's what i always say when you know winter does his thing i like i say i'm sorry and i like shorten his leash and pull him away he's like oh he's good and he's like oh you know how are you doing like it's a beautiful day outside and that was a wonderful exchange i wasn't expecting it because you know a lot with time with like the older generations you really don't know yeah and so i'm just like oh okay you know like, it's, it is it's a beautiful day you know and everything like that we had a good exchange but it's just like that still that nervous energy still came over me initially because I don't know. I'm like everything is now touch and go. I think before I was more um, comfortable giving people the benefit of the doubt, and now not so much because we see what the reality of it everything is now. Yeah, and a quick sidebar: I actually had one of them experiences on a cruise where. I ran into a older gentleman. He he literally looked like American badass Undertaker, like <laughs> big, you know, tall, yeah. built guy, country. Like you knew he was country just by looking at him, or whatever. He said he was from Texas or whatever. So he sit, I sit down at the little smoking area, and, you know, I'm doing my thing or whatever. And he's like, "What's up, cuz? So what you smoking on? That shit smell good as hell." I'm like, you know, I explain and shit. He's like, "Where are you from?" He's like Detroit. Oh, okay, yeah, you know, we had a nice conversation conversation and all during the cruise like every time i see him he shook my hand and spoke and everything which is like you said not normal especially with the way society is right now like you don't know yeah. you can't just approach a random person and try and start a conversation like you might get like faux niggers or yeah you know porch monkeys and shit like that like people are really like out here on some bullshit because they feel like they have that freedom now because yeah. the leader of the fucking free world has that same mindset so exactly. what I that's ha- pretty much a power boost for them for sure what i can say today is I feel like that same nervous energy I feel like it's on both sides especially like for the um for the 
majority or like the white people or whatever, obviously, that aren't fucking white supremacists and that aren't racist, I feel like they feel that kind of same pressure too. Yeah. Because like, like, whenever, like from my experience in very recent times, like whenever I come across a white person that isn't fucking horrible, <laughs> they are very clear to draw that line. And I feel like that wasn't a thing before. Like um, a couple, a couple of weeks ago or whatever, like me and my um, best friends got tattoos and like our tattoo artist you know cool ass white guy he was just like oh yeah he was very clear to be like oh yeah you fucking president like trump's fucking trash and whoever. like I, I get that all the time like it's like they very they, they, they do what they say how to do or you know insert little things in there to let you know that they fuck with you you know what i'm saying like i got a story that's what i'm saying too. i feel like it's on both sides because like he was like oh yeah you know and the fucking president and we're all like yeah you know what i'm saying like we all you know we, we we're able to bond and have that conversation you gotta like, be careful he drew that line too you gotta be careful because i actually got baited into a discussion with a trump supporter so same, same narrative like oh okay yeah he's fucking president it sucks i'm like you know my response is all right he yeah, he all right like you know that shit don't really affect me it's like yeah he's, he's cool like yeah you know i voted for him no really like why? Why did you? Well, you know, I agree with this and that. I would never and this ask and why. That. No, I mean, but you know, it wasn't like why. I'm like, well, yeah, you know, I didn't. Like, you didn't really stand for anything that I I stood for. It's like, yeah, I kind of agreed on this, this, and that, and this, and this, and that. Yeah, like, it well, been like, well, it was like, well, you uh, you're a Trump supporter. Like, don't you know? Don't bait me in the conversation with all this fucking president and shit, and you sticking by. You know what I'm saying? You right. you steadfast. And in in step with this motherfucker, so yeah. I mean, it's not always Trump stuff. I'm just saying, like in general, like they say stuff, and you know, to yeah. let you know, like fucking oh, you Mexicans know. get the fuck. Yeah, you can like <laughs> people who are cool, like they make it known that they are, and it's kind of fucked up because you have to like on both sides. Like I said, I have a nervous energy. I feel like they feel like you know they have to go out their way to make sure you know that they're the exception. You know, it's kind of like that old joke about you know white people locking their doors when they're around black people. We do that shit now too, so don't you know? Don't feel bad, you know. Don't that's that's the thing. Like you said, it's on both. It's nervous energy on both sides. I don't know. Just a random, you know what I'm saying? A random person. No, I'm locking my door. I don't know you. I don't know what you want. There's too many people out here killing random black people for no reason. For real, that's true. So. ESPN uh, released a statement saying that back to the story of Jamal. Oh, yeah, sorry. We ran to him. We both did. Um, The comments on Twitter from Jamal Hill regarding the president do not represent the position of ESPN. We have addressed this with Jamal, and she recognizes her actions were inappropriate. Regardless, the tweets remain live as of this writing. So basically, the tweets are still up, they're not going anywhere. Uh, I think they took her off of air, but also her partner, shout out to Michael Smith, he's not on air either because they were the show, you know, The Six, which was uh, previously, fuck was that, um, The His and Hers, His and Hers mm-hmm. on ESPN, and yeah, they wanted to say, okay, yeah, she's suspended, but you can go out and we're going to put, you know, we're going to replace her with somebody else, and he's like, yeah, no, if she out, I'm out, 
Simple. Simple. Did they know? Because I read an article that said she did, they did the show. Yeah, they did the show without both of them. No, it was like that they both did it. That they did a regular episode and that they didn't even mention it. No, yeah, originally, yeah. Oh, it, originally, okay. but after like the fucking landslide of backlash came, it was like, yeah, we got to take you. We got to take you off. Which is crazy because ESPN as a whole has become, they used to be the worldwide leader of sports, and they're kind of trash. Like, I get my sports information from other sources besides ESPN because, you know, they're kind of, they actually are kind of political. They go about with the, you know, if somebody, you know, somebody's accused of doing some kind of crime in the NBA or NFL, like, that's the top story for the whole week and shit like that. But they, you know, kind of swept aside the, you know, the other shit that, you know, the majority the do. Sports? No, the, uh, the shit the majority does, you know, sometimes, and actual sports. True. They kind of turned into, like, MTV. You know, MTV was all about, like, music videos and shit, and then they started doing shows. and Yeah. yeah it just kind of went down there. And yeah. that's why they're trying to get it back, but whatever. Yeah. Um, speaking of, well, this is trash and unfortunate. Um, Miss, I'm gonna mispronounce her name, Danielle Brigali. Okay. Better known as Viral Phenom, Cash Me Outside Girl. Oh, yeah, okay. All right. Has signed a record deal with Atlantic Records. Like, I heard a song. It wasn't the worst shit ever, but her voice is horrendous. I would never get past that. Yeah. The label deal comes on the heels of her first release as rapper Bad Babby. Yeah, sure. I listened to the song and I heard her pronounce it and I still can't remember. Yeah. The song is called These Hoes, which has logged over 20 million YouTube views in two weeks. Why are y'all watching shit on it's all kind of like informative shit on youtube why are y'all watching this shit because people just be wanting to see it's really a curiosity like that's the fucked up thing with a lot of these like people who with no talent like they get hyped like, oh, i got this many views but it's like some people just watch because they were curious and not because they actually like the shit that you're doing yeah i mean i know everybody wants to see the car crash but some people don't deserve to be acknowledged and i'll tell you why because this is something that we go through on a daily basis as minorities or black people, however you want to just, however you want to classify us. Still nigga. Yeah. Like, look, she basically is a parody of a black female. Mm, that is a really good point. I actually have something else to add to that. And I'm gonna let you finish. she's getting rewarded for playing some shit that we live and are criticized for. Ooh, tell him. Every day. Tell him. Like, if this is not the the antithesis of fucking white privilege, I don't know what mm, is. Mm, mm. Like, she's playing black, but she's still getting rewarded like she's white. She's still getting accepted like she's white. It Meanwhile, is, yeah. you have talented black people who aren't being black. You have classically trained musicians and singers. You have dope-ass rappers that have been humping for upwards of 10, 12, 14 years trying to make it. But I think that's ultimately the point, though. Like, it's, I mean, it sucks because me and my friend, actually, ironically, on the cruise were talking about this because... Um, 
the club, but I know we spoke about this before, but the club on the trip we were at, um, I mean, cruise on we were on, rather, it, it was like, um, mo- it was more black people, like mm-hmm. young black people than it was, you know, anybody else. And right. so, like, um, the DJs adjusted. So they played more hip-hop, more R&B. They played more normal, traditional, like, hype club music. See New York, Atlanta, Detroit. Yeah. So, um, it was majority of us, but it was like, you know, you know, the some like little white girls or Mexican girls or you know stuff like that white boys white you know what I'm saying people because a lot of people still enjoy it's not black hip hop music is not exclusively black you know no. what I'm saying so like it, it's other cultures like it's some people that really didn't go to the club because it was a hip hop club and then it was some people who were there and so like my friend was saying it because like that's the thing you see w- black girls we can sit there in the middle of the club and twerk and one cheek and two cheek and everything and no one's gonna bat a fucking eyelash you know what I'm saying but every time the little white girls came in there and was twerking it was a whole circle around her Hey, hey, yeah. She was like, I don't get why we're praising them for something that we do all the time. And I'm just like, that's a really excellent point. Because she kept saying, she was like, I don't get it. Like, why is why is that circle worthy? Why is that no one's going to go crazy because I shook my ass? So why is it a big deal that they do it? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a, like, he was like, I, she's like, I feel like it's still this. I don't know. Some mistake around it. Not even. I, mean, I feel like, from my perspective, what I get from it is, I feel like it's an acceptance thing. I feel like it's an insecurity that black people have to a certain extent with us being a minority and them to be the majority. That when they do our dances and move to our music, it's almost like, oh, they accept us. And I feel like it's almost a thing of acceptance. And I feel like that's what we we are. I don't know. I think that's the mystique of it. Like you said, yeah, it's, like it's just like. They're cool. Oh, like they're hip. cool. Like they're like they 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 like us. They like us. They really like us. Like I they feel got like rhythm. That's what it is. Like, oh, that one got rhythm. But the thing cool. is, they don't even have to have rhythm. They can just be sitting there and popping their flat back, and people will sit there and go crazy over yeah. it. And it's just like I'm doing the same shit with ass and hips, and I'm doing it so much better. And no one's going to form a circle around me, my G. It's the same thing <laughs> when a, a big booty black girl twerk on a white boy with no rhythm that's hopping around because he can't fucking dance, but he in a hip hop club because he fuck with us and you and this he get a circle around his ass too even though he can't handle the ass you know what i'm saying like it's the same thing and it's like why are we so hyped to see witness this because no one's gonna go around the black person like oh yeah shake that shit because like you already know like, like maybe that's, it's that's expected. expected yeah that's expected more than anything i mean that's how we got the whole twerk molly shit like my disciples couldn't dance to save her fucking life but i'm saying like why do but it was celebrated but it's just this thing yeah they like, 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 oh, I, I feel like it's like a club, and it's like, oh yes, they want to hang out with us, and it's like, why are we so happy about that? Like, because it's, just like, it's the same thing. I mean, you, but you could do that. I'm not gonna go down the appropriation road with you, but I'm just saying that <laughs> it's the same thing where you could be hype about the Kardashians and their predominantly, extremely surgically enhanced black features, and you can call them beautiful and be happy about it. It's no different. Like, oh, she's shaking her ass and she dancing. And vibe into the hip hop music, or she know all the lyrics to Dream and Nightmares, and it's just like, but we all do too. And it's just like, why are we praising you for what? Acknowledging black culture? Do we need validation from white people to feel secure? I mean, to be honest, that shit fucked with me when I was watching it, like while it was happening. Like the issue that uh, the issue that she had with the situation, yeah, it, it fucked with me because you know, as a black man, 
you know, I value black women. I value all women, but I value black women because that's where I came from. Like, so yeah, if I I saw the little white girl twerking and shit, like, all right, do your thing. I'm paying attention to y'all because you know what I'm saying. That's that's what I that's what I rock with. I don't denounce her. For, you know what I'm saying? Please, please don't get it misconstrued. I am not hating on a 14 year old white girl. I'm just trying to point out the fact that we have other. You have a fourteen. People with way more talent. Right, you have like, a fourteen-year-old black girl out there who can wrap circles around this bitch, and she'll probably it. have to go to school for like nursing or some yeah, shit. Yeah, she'll never she'll, get that same notoriety because you know like, what I'm saying. That could be like her dream. This is some shit, that baby girl doing for money. This could be somebody else's dream, and they're not going to get the opportunity. It's pretty it's much like, taking. Oh, you're black. That's what you do. You right. It's pretty much taking. You write rhymes about your struggle because that's what niggas do and right. it's just like that it's pretty thing, much taking food out of somebody else's mouth it's just because it's all bullshit like it really it, i mean obviously it comes from a place of privilege because it's just like oh well oh my gosh this ghetto white girl and she's gonna rap and it's literally like that whole mystique as far as like oh okay a black person rapping or you know or this ghetto black girl we're sure gonna call ghetto we're gonna condemn her we're gonna call her ratchet and call her welfare queen and all of this stuff we're gonna do the same thing to this little white girl that's acting way worse than she she does it's just all it is it's just awesome bullshit but we keep ranting about every topic so i'm gonna let you keep going i didn't realize how black these topics were i'm sorry guys oh well <laughs> I'm sorry um do you want to go do you want to rant or do i want to rant next well, what's the conversation you pick b a or b uh b all right so everybody's favorite comedian Mr. Kevin Hart. Oh, this is I'll pick good then. He done did it again. He done good. did it again. So uh, Kevin Hart got on Instagram last night and apologized for cheating on his pregnant wife. Still nigga. <laughs> Look. I actually watched a Breakfast Club interview earlier about him, what he said about like cheating and why he wouldn't do it and all the stuff oh, that came. Wow. No, I mean, it's literally the same situation. All the stuff that came with it and why he wouldn't do it, the extortion, you know, the the chicks trying to take pictures like in the bed, like, oh, I'm with such and such or taking pictures around your house and sending it to your significant other and shit like that. I literally watched that interview earlier today and it was, in hindsight, it was kind of like, well, you kind of told everybody that you wouldn't do this but yet and still you did this and i think my my perspective of this is the celebrity aspect of having to publicly well privately humiliate your spouse by knowing what you do and then publicly humiliating your spouse by basically putting everybody into your business like I mean, well, yeah. Are you talking about the apology? You talking about the public apology? Yeah, the apology. Like that is not I something didn't finish that. Finish watching the video. I will later. That's not something that necessarily needs to be handled in public. I know he was trying to get on top of the story before the I story came out. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I understand it because he's a public figure. So he's saying, like, well, let me address the elephant in the room because it's going to be addressed anyway. Like at least now he can control the narrative instead of everybody like, oh, here's an interview with the bitch he was fucking, and an interview from his wife, and an interview from him like 
get all these stories, you know what I'm saying? Like, so they can flip it, you know, flip it and reverse it kind of shit. Yeah. He just wanted to get ahead of it. I understand it in that way, so I can't really fault him from that. I mean, I only can fault him for being trash. But, yeah. I mean, that's what guys do. I mean, honestly, I can't feel bad for his wife, even as a woman, because she was a mistress first. You was a side piece, then you became the wife, and now he needs another side piece. That's how he is. I don't want to say once a cheater, always a cheater, but once a cheater, always a cheater. Yeah, I <laughs> and, mean, comedians I mean, are notorious for this. Like, his, I, you know, and I was wondering idol. why he wasn't on footnotes, and it's because he was still living that life. He has not gotten <laughs> to the 444 place yet, <laughs> and that's why he was not there, because he is still living the life of being trash. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, I hate to be the one who says this all the time. And Andy, I feel like they just got married. They, yeah. It ain't been that long. Have it been a year? And maybe, maybe. I mean, she's pregnant. Like, she about to pop. That, that, that so. don't mean it's been she's a year. Nigga, bitches get pregnant before they get married. Right? I mean, that's true. But, um, yeah, like, I don't want to be the the black man apologist and all that shit. But yeah, because you shouldn't. We, as a collective and individually, have to do better as people on an everyday basis. Like, we can't continue to like we just gotta be like normal oh yeah he was trying to avoid um, being extorted yeah he said she was coming after like money and shit like that like she was gonna leak shit to the tabloids and all that shit so he's trying like I said he's trying to get on top of the story but you know it's just sad because you know a lot of times these celebrity couples are held in (laughs) sorry somebody said that his wife should put all his favorite stuff on the top shelf I just thought that was funny (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, these celebrity couples that are held in, like, such esteem. Like, I literally saw some shit on the shade room. They had, like, Jay-Z and Beyonce, Dwayne and Gabrielle, and then Kevin and Anika, like, back to back. Like, that was the are couples of the day gone, and shit. Are people not over and done with goals yet? Like, you need to stop <laughs> comparing yourself to anybody No, else. it was, like, the ballerific couples or some shit like that. They're they all had, trash, uh, nigga. They all married to horrible niggas. Like, they had, it's like, just like Iman the and Tiana and shit like that. Like, they, you know. Well, maybe they're okay for now. Like, I don't know. I'm just saying. So, to the elephant in the room. Nigga. Nigga. What? They got married. They've been married for a year. Yeah. Yeah. August 13th. A year and a month. It's about a year. Nigga. It's not enough. (laughs) Big fella. All right. So, the, the story. Of the she week. should have known when they had a two year engagement, but that's not my view. The story of the week, the month, um, the decade, the century. Yeah, um, I don't even know if I had energy for this one. All right, let's hear it. I don't even know how I want to spend. Like, it's no way to like spend this or address this or anything. Like, we really don't know what the fuck is going on. We don't know anything. Okay, we're talking about the um the death of the young woman, Kanika Jenkins, Kanika Jenkins, and that is in Chicago, Chicago. Um, she was a 19 year old. She was found in the freezer September 10th at the Crown Plaza Hotel. And she was at a hotel party with her friends. Her friend worked there and she was with her friends at a hotel party. Yeah. Honestly, those are the only facts. Yeah. Like, legit, the like, only facts. We know facts. she was at the party and we know she died at the hotel. Those are the only facts we have. They put out 18 surveillance videos. And some are manipulated. Actually, I'm at this point, I'm just able to believe that most of them are manipulated. I don't know. I've seen so many breakdowns. I've seen so many analysis. Everyone Think is pieces. playing CSI. It's a really fucked up situation. I am only going to say this because this is, for me, 
touchy and not something up for discussion or debate. So I would just say my prayers go out to her family. I hope that they get justice if any foul play or malice was involved. I definitely um, wish for the best and say that I'm just praying for them because it's a really fucked up situation. Like you literally went out and and you, I'm sure it was unexpected. Like, you know what I'm saying? To leave out your house and not come home is a really fucked up thing. And I can only imagine how her mother is feeling and her sister and everything like that. I really hope that her friends weren't involved, but I do not know because that's even more fucked up too. That's my point about it. Watch the company you keep. Definitely watch the company you keep it anyway. And um, and I want to also say, I've been saying this for a while, but I really, really, really want you women and men alike, mothers and fathers, and everybody in between, to teach your children consent. I want you to teach your sons consent. And then if you need to teach your brother consent or your goddamn daddy consent. I just really feel like it's not talked about enough. And I don't really feel like a lot of guys know what consent is. Like, yeah. a lot of guys, I've talked to way too many men in my life, like, conversations with guys that think that that no shit is cute. And women, too. Like, yeah. if you are actually in a relationship with a guy or you actually are interested in being intimate with him physically, then please stop saying no when you mean yes. Please stop it. Please find any other word to use. Because it'll be that one time where... You didn't told him that you, oh, yeah, when I say no, I really want it because I've, I've been in similar situations. That's what I'm saying. Like, I want you guys to stop doing that. Like, when I say no, that means just go ahead and do like, it. Like, use something else. Like, but I be have that, my own trigger. I'm like, it's so silly. You know what I'm saying? That's something else. Anything besides <laughs> fucking no because no needs to be no. So everybody can be under up and up and understand what the fuck no means. I don't know if that's if any of that was involved in her situation, but it's just so many different stories. So I'm just going to touch on the things that I've heard so far. And if that was the case, I just want consent to be. Did we all understand what the fuck consent means? Because that's just really heavy on my heart. That what the fuck consent means? No, like just it's, 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 consent is not the presence of a yes. It's the absence of a no. So, like, I mean, no. It's not the absence of a no. It's the presence of a yes. So, like, if someone gives you consent, they actually said, yes, I want this. So, just because someone didn't say no or didn't say, I don't want that, that does not mean they actually gave you consent. Consent is someone actually saying, yes, this is okay with me and I approve. If someone did not say, yes, you can fucking touch me, then that means no. That is what consent is. And I'm, I fucked up the definition, so I'm going to tell you one more time. <laughs> consent <laughs> is not the absence of a no. It's the presence of a yes. No zebras and no fucking excuses. Shout out to CMU. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, it's definitely, especially nowadays, like, it's just more, it's better to just be, like, honest about shit like that. Like, because like I said, it's a slippery stove. I've been in situations where, like, oh, no, like, yeah, why why didn't, you know, that why didn't nothing happen? Like, well, you didn't say you wanted any. I mean, but I didn't say I, I didn't. No. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, nigga, I'm not, right I, look, I'm not about to face a potential rape case. All right. So, I, I got on the niggas, and now I'm about to come for you bitches. Because Listen. you, you know, you, you playing and shit, or you want it, you know what I'm saying? You want it rough and shit like that. No, I'm not doing that, bro. Tell me yes. Tell me no. Keep it moving. Go if ahead. you listen up, hoes. <laughs> If you are grown enough to pop that pussy for a real nigga, you better be grown enough to use your words. So none of that, mm-hmm, no being coy and, mm-hmm, well, we did this because he wanted to do it. You too grown for that shit. So if you grown enough to be having consensual ass fucking sex, let it be consensual. All right. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you grown enough to be like, I want this. 
I don't want this. I like this. I don't like this. Right. If you are grown enough to lay on your back, or if you are, anyway, I'm not gonna get into that. If you're grown enough to lay your ass down with any motherfucker, then you need to be grown enough to be able to express what you want and what you do not want. So it's no, oh, well, I said, I said I didn't want it, but I was just playing. I was just trying to be a teaser. I was just trying to flirt. You need to find a better way to flirt. You bitches is too grown. Please do. Because mentally, you don't have, mentally, you don't have time for that. Like, look, I'm, yes, no. Simple. There's two choices. Yes, no. It's no maybe. You know what I'm saying? It's I either. I don't know. Right. No. It's yes or no. That shit not cute. Like, it's really not. Right. No can mean yes later on when you say yes. But right now, it means no. So, that, in my mind, puts no. Fellas, when she says no, that means no. Don't mean, you know. I'm, I'm straight rub, up. Uh, rub her thigh and, you know. Don't let me have no give her, give her, you know, another shot. So, you know, she might feel more in the mood and shit. Like, no. No. Get no. the fuck out of there. I'm telling I don't care. I don't care if my son is, because niggas be wilding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if nigga is 15 when he has sex or 25. If a bitch don't say yes, and sorry, I'm only calling you bitches because I don't know your names individually. Nah, if a bitch, <laughs> if she don't say yes, I want this. Then you need to go. I don't care. It's no playing. It's no, this is cute. It's no, this is sexy. It's no, this is flirtation. If you with a bitch and she like, no, stop. stop. I don't care how wet it is. I don't care if she's stop. sucking that motherfucker. You better get up, put your pants up, and bring your ass home stop. or wherever you Please live stop. if you out of my house. Because at the end of the day, Please. fuck no. Please no, stop. no, no. Y'all stop playing with these females. Please stop. I've been called. Uh, gay, faggot, whatever. It don't matter. For, me, it, for many cute. of things because I didn't got up and left a situation See, that was not so consensual. People, I, I just think I'm very, I'm very on the up and up when I say this. Like, so I'm, I'm, that's why I'm so hell bent. I can't really say that I'm a feminist because I feel like a lot of feminists is like in, in the business of ignoring women's issues as well. Like, when men aren't just. You know what I'm saying? Everybody yeah. can be responsible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's why I can't really self-identify like that because it's so much of it is like bullshit. So I'm not like, oh, I don't hate all men. And a lot of that is like what people think take from it. And so my thing is that this, I'm going to tell whoever needs to hear it what the fucking problem is. So like I'm saying, men need to learn what consent is. Women need to stop being on that bullshit. You say yes when you want it, and if you don't, you say no. And that's all it has to be. I do not want it, and you get the fuck out of the situation. No, no cute, no, no flirting, none of that. And they don't know this is not victim blaming or none of that shit. I'm saying all of that cute fucking fl- uh, flirtation. No. Smiling and giggling, pulling them closer to you. You, you are, no. No, that's right, not no better. you're pretty much enabling the situation. That's what I'm saying. You're not any better. It's the same. Both of you guys have a responsibility as an adult to be responsible and that is all I'm gonna say I'm done I'm, I, we've ranted about every topic on this fucking list so just <laughs> so what's on your mind damn we're still in the beginning of the show <laughs> like we're almost an hour in we just... oh my god this is some bullshit okay well <laughs> um nothing really on my mind I haven't got any new Anything still love SZA. I'm mad. I missed her concert. I'm very sad about that. Um, when she came to Detroit, I had to work and I missed it. So I'm kind of sad. But the next time she comes, I will be in that bitch. Um, still love her. Still love SZA. I just got put on Daniel Caesar. 
Uh, I don't know if I talked about that before. I don't know. But um, I love him. He's so dope. He has a song with her, and he has a song with Sid. I just got put on Sid as well. Um, I was a fan of her when she was on the internet, and I follow... I have followed the entire Our Future kind of pathway. And I didn't know that she had did stuff by herself outside of the internet. And so I've gotten on her as well. Love her. She's also worked with Daniel Caesar as well. Um, that's probably it about music. I still have not, since I got back with work and stuff, been kind of busy. So I still have not watched the last two episodes of Insecure. But I will catch up on that and give you my opinions on that probably next week. Um, what else was there? Marlon. I know I talked about this before. <laughs> that fucking show is hilarious if you are not watching it you need to watch it i like it's fucking funny and i'm not even a um a sitcom person like i like series i love shows that like everything ties into it and if you don't watch the first episode you'll be confused on the fifth episode i like shows like that but it's a sitcom and i love that shit. it's fucking hilarious like, it's, it's very realistic it's and very it's realistic, not like overly yeah. campy yeah, and it's not like corny like the copies or something like that. Mm. It's it's fun, you know what I'm saying? It's realistic or whatever. So <laughs> what? I'm just saying. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um I think that's everything that's on my mind. Just, you know, whatever. There I had some like wait, let me see what I have on here. Look, we have like list and list of shit from like yeah, two weeks ago. These are all like grandma. This is positive, so it's not my grandma gears. Yesterday, I put up in my apartment. I work nights. I get off at 3 o'clock in the morning, and it was a parking spot right in front of my apartment. That never happens. Yes, won't he do it, okay? <laughs> and you dance and emphasize through life, and that's what happens. You know what I'm saying? Good shit happens, okay? And um, that's pretty much it, I think. I think I think that's it. Yeah, because that can be in my grandma gears. Okay, you good. Um, oddly enough, um, at the airport on Tuesday night, I bought Kevin Hart's book. Um, I can't make this shit up. You want to read it now? And I mean, I I started. It has you know, it has a lot of. It's it's funny. It's, it's worded the way he talks. So you know, it has a comedic element to it, but it also has a lot of like life lessons for. As far as, like, going through journeys and stuff in your life, as far as, like, grinding and trying to make it and things of that nature. So it's definitely a good look in that aspect. Um, Also, music-wise, you haven't checked out him, so you have to check out him. That's the thing? Okay. Yeah, him. Him and her actually have a song. Yeah. <laughs> so Cute. you have to check that out. Uh like she said, Daniel Caesar is pretty dope. Um and I'm just trying to, you know, keep up with the the young people. Um the young people and their music and stuff like that. Uh T V show. Two K came out. Shout out to Chris for, you know, kinda hooking me up on that shit because, you know, he, he he definitely looked up, man. I appreciate that. Um, you know, I lost a very good friend this week, um, due to a motorcycle accident, so Rest in peace to Doc, you know, that it was pretty, um, you know, something that you don't necessarily expect. You know, a lot of times you, you take your friends for granted and stuff like that because you just feel like they're going to be here forever. And, yeah, sometimes they're not. So, you know, shout out to Doc, you know, shout out to, you know, whole family and, you know, just pray for my peoples and stuff like that. But other than that, that is that is all that's on my yeah. mind. I think I'll, I, yeah, because I can use that from Grab My Gears, Grab My Gears, Grab My Gears, Grab My Gears. Oh, also, while we was on a cruise, um, I watched this episode of Master Chef. They had, like, this young 19-year-old chef on there who was, like, dope as hell, but he got, a, he got eliminated, and... When he got eliminated, you know, come from a poor family. I think it was like, uh, I want to say he was Hispanic. 
And, you know, he was taking jobs and doing, you know, working in, like, Olive Garden and shit like that. So, Gordon Ramsay, who is one of my favorite people on earth before this, you know, he paid for He paid his way to go to one of the top culinary schools in the country. And Ron Sanchez uh, gave him a job after he gets out of culinary school. So, that shit was kind of dope, especially, you know, meet somebody who wanted to go in that field. Like, that was a really feel-good moment for me, so... That was definitely dope. I think that's all I have. I'm trying to think if I have anything else on this list. No. I'm just so like, no, no, what? No, no, you're good. You're what? Good. So what? You're good. You're fine. Oh, you saying I don't have nothing else? No, you don't have anything else. I'm trying to bet. No, list most of the stuff I can bring up, but I'll bring up later. Anyways, um, okay, so we don't we're have gonna... any people in our email box. Oh yeah, no. So we're moving past that. Anyway, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I can use that for grandma gears. Um, okay, so. If you do want to email us, oh. <laughs> you can do it at... Ask2AMPodcast at gmail.com. Again, that is the number two. Send any questions, comments, or concerns you have. If you want to check on our well-being or see why Hendrix is so alive, you can do that by emailing us at Ask2AMPodcast at gmail.com. The number two. Cool. Great. All right. Now, we're going to go right into the L&L topic for this week. Which was the L&L topic for two weeks ago, which I posted a picture out, and yeah, didn't happen. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, this week, we're <laughs> talking about reclaiming your time. And what I mean by that is that I'm actually trying to remember, because I thought I wrote this down, and I can't find the explanation <laughs> in my phone. <laughs> Basically, it's about what are some major, not major moments, but major things in yeah, your yeah, past, okay. major things in your past that you would like to go back and alter. Not, well, no, not necessarily. It's really just about, actually, you know what I remember I said, it's about like personal growth and like, like growing and like, just like how you've changed and developed as like time has went on and just like different experiences that shaped your growth and like stuff like that. Like just from a real personal level, like stuff like that, I believe. That's what it was, right? Yeah. Okay. And so, Hendrick, do you want to start or do you want me to start? Okay. (laughs) Um, my, I've been, I mean, obviously as you, as you go through life, you grow and and develop naturally and your experiences shape you and you develop into the person that you are and all of the good stuff like that. And I feel like I have been doing that as I, as, as I've been aging and getting older, I do, you know, we change and like our views and experiences and everything like that. But, um, quite recently, which I forgot to mention in my mind of millennial, um, I started reading this book and, um, I forgot the author's name. Um, but it is, wait, I have a picture of the title because I actually do want to actually tell you guys the name of this book. I think I mentioned it before. Oh, it's by G.L. Lambert, um, the author of Whole Tactics as well. And it's called Men Don't Love Women Like You, The Brutal Truth About Dating Relationships and How to Go from Placeholder to Game Changer. I think I mentioned this book on the show before. Um, but this book and no, this is not no fucking sponsorship. This is really just my life. So, um, <laughs> this book is really good and in multiple ways. Like, I know the book is about um, relationships to a certain extent and the like how to move through them. But most importantly, what I've gotten through it from it is, like, a lot of personal development. And just, like, seeing yourself in a different way. And, like, a, I, it's a really good book for women to read. I honestly encourage women 
women to pick this book up or download it like I did um and check it out um because I've actually been like <laughs> talking to my friend about it like no we don't think like that um, but I'll just tell you guys what I've got from it. I feel like before, like, um, I feel like I was moving through my life, um, as a supporting actress. I feel like I was very in the business of putting people before myself. Um, I feel like I was doing a lot of, like, to prove to people that I was worthy. Um, I was very insecure. Um, I think that I um, was in the business of just like being a people pleaser and I was not putting myself first and not valuing myself and like so much of that has come into like the mindset I guess for me because like when I read this book I was offended and I knew that it was something that I should have been doing because like I was like okay damn like fuck this motherfucker he don't know shit you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if something if something is something you really need to hear, it's going to fuck you up. And yeah. that's what it was doing. It was fucking me up. I'm like, no, like, he don't know what he's talking about kind of thing. And, like, just reading more and more. And I'm just like, it, it came to a point where it really gave me something to reflect on. And it made me value myself, like, in a different way that I haven't before. So it was just like, now I know what I want. I know who I am. I know what I'm willing to tolerate. I know what I'm willing to deal with. I know everything at a point where it's like, I don't have any negative thoughts. The funniest thing about it is that a couple weeks ago, maybe maybe it's been a month because we were gone for a couple weeks. Um, it might have been a month ago. I was talking to one of my friends and he was telling me how he's so positive. Like he just has like a positive outlook on everything. Like he's just kind of real chill. And he was like, I just don't really let nothing get me down. Like no matter what the fuck happens to me, I'm just always chill. And I just was like, that's bullshit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what if this happens? And what if that happens? It's just like, and now I get it. Yeah. Like now at this place that I am in my life right now, I understand completely what he was saying. Because now I'm just like, can't nobody, like, nothing can, can knock me off where I am right, right nothing, now. Nothing's supposed to be able to rain on your parade. Okay, nothing not rain on my parade. Because I'm driving the float. And if I decide that I'm driving this bitch in rain, sleet, hail, or snow, then it really don't matter. I'm the circus. I'm the parade. I'm the cruise shit. I'm everything in life that makes me motherfucking happy. And nothing that anybody else can do is going to change that because everybody else... It's extras. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Everybody in my life moving around the universe are just extras. And your life, you cannot be, like, you are the star. You are the Beyonce of your motherfucking life. And if you're not, then you're doing something wrong. And that's what I had to get to that point in my life because I was in the business of putting people before myself and just, like, trying to prove myself worthy and doing all this stuff. And, like, you got to get to the point where you're the shit. Yeah. And then on top, for to you, you got to be every motherfucking thing. And I had to get to that point in my life where it's just like, I'm every thing okay nobody tell me anything and, and you and, and that's just where I'm at you know what I'm saying and you have to have that level of confidence in you it was a part in the book and it was like uh you need to be able to look at yourself in the mirror I don't care what flaws you think you have you might not be the finest person everybody's always gonna be cute and it's, it's gonna be somebody more attractive than you you know you might not have the best body you might not have the perkiest titties the fattest eyes the nicest whatever smile you might you know anything you might just not be all of that but you need to look in the mirror and be as confident as like I will fuck me like <laughs> I'm kind of fine you know what I'm saying like I kind of got it going up. and and when I got to that point looking at my because literally in the book it tell you like stop you gotta get to this like I want you to stop reading right now focus on this point when you feel like you got it then keep reading and when I sat on that shit for a week <laughs> and was like bitch I woke up like 
flipped my hair and was like, bitch, please. Like, please. Like, you can't tell. You you just can't. And then, like, another thing that I uh, got from it, mainly as far as, like, personal growth, is that I've always been a really nice person. And I, I mean, and it's, two, and it's two different versions of nice. I had to explain this to my friend. It's a different version of nice. I'm not talking about a nice in a general situation where you're just walking around bitching everybody out all day. Like, bitch, bitch, fucking asshole. You can't tell me anything. I'm not saying like that. Because I'm still sweet. I still like, oh, hi, how you doing? I'm not saying like that. I'm saying like I was ridiculous. I was passive aggressive. And yeah. I couldn't speak my mind. And I was a pushover. And I wanted to please everybody like I was saying before. And I, um... I really was just in the business of putting people first. So I was like, oh, I didn't want to tell people no. I didn't want to hurt people's feelings. And all of that, those weak bitch emotions are breeded from fear. You're fearful of someone leaving or not wanting to be friends with you because you don't give them everything that they want. Or, you know, <laughs> a boy not liking you because he's going to leave because you didn't, I don't know, whatever the fuck niggas want from you. Give him some money or buy him some sneakers or a video game or something. And it's just like all of this shit. And I'm just like, I don't have to be nice to people. Like, I, um, I'm not talking about it before. Like, I'm a habitual apologizer. And like, I could do stuff that I, like, that, and it's not even wrong. And I'm like, I'm sorry. And it's just like, bitch, move out my motherfucking way. Like, I don't care about shit like that anymore. And it's like, because I used to be like, oh, you know, I don't want to be considered a bitch. Like, my friend would call me a, a bitch. Like, oh, you're just so mean or you're not shit. And I'm like, I'm not. I'm the nicest person ever. I don't do that anymore. If somebody be, if somebody is ballsy enough to look in your face and be like, you kind of a bitch, Kanise. And I'm going to be like, that's cool, but make sure you capitalize my motherfucking B. <laughs> That's all I gotta say now because it's just like I don't I don't gotta be nice to you. I don't owe anybody anything. You don't owe anybody anything. I and mean, I'm not gonna I'm not trying to preach. But I'm just saying like you just it's just like a certain like this place I'm in in my life. And and honestly, this might might not be a new development to anybody else. Like people might have already been living their life like that. I'm just saying that for as far as my own personal growth, I've grown so much and just seen realize so much in myself where it's just like now I just don't really care. Like Right. It's really positive vibes only. And if anything that's not benefiting me, making me happy, or, you know what I'm saying, or getting me fucked up, Patron, then I really don't have no business worrying about it. Like, I just, I just kind of just have tunnel vision. Like, if I don't care, I don't care, and I just keep it pushing, and I, I find my happiness in that. It's Because that's the thing. I feel like so many other times, so often we try to find our happiness with things. Yeah. Things or people. Things I need, and I people need, can't I need make this one thing to make me happy. And it's, you need to decide today that you're just the happiest motherfucking person ever. Clip your fucking heels together if you can jump that high and decide that you're the happiest motherfucker ever. And nobody can take that from you. And that's where I had to get as a person because I felt like I had so many expectations on my life. And I was like, I'm supposed to be here. Whether it was dating or just um, career-wise, education-wise, I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be doing this. I got to achieve this. I'm supposed to be married with kids. I'm supposed to be doing... Like, life is it's a, it's, it's an adventure ride. Yeah. And, and I'm going to enjoy this motherfucker. <laughs> I'm not putting no pressure on shit. I'm just living. I'm dancing and emphasizing my way through life. And when I say that every week, I fucking mean it. And I'm, I'm good. So, Hendrix? Yeah, I mean, for me, the biggest, like, one of the biggest changes that I've gone through is honesty. Like, I used to be the type of person who would tell people what they wanted to hear, what I thought they wanted to hear. And that can kind of set you up for failure because, like you said, like, that becomes being passionate 
passive aggressive. Yeah. Because you can't, you know what I'm saying? You you can't be a people pleaser. You really like, it's not possible for you to be a people pleaser. The first, the only, the first and only person that you need to please is yourself. And through honesty, it's like, look, I'm honest. You know what I'm saying? I'm more honest than I've been in all fucking 28 years of my fucking life. At this point in time, you're not that far behind me. 21. Um, 21 time plus six. Um, But, yeah, I mean, (laughs) like, I just, I tell people the truth. Like, from, but not like, the. I tell people the truth from my mind. So if I have something to say to you, I'm going to say it. I'm not going to be like, oh, well, I want to say this. Like, you can feel however you want to feel about what I say, but if I feel like I have to say it to you, I'm going to say it to you. However I word it, however bluntly I word it, or however cheerfully I word it, it's honesty. This is the guy's honest truth. I don't have anybody or anything. Like, I have no reason to not tell the truth. Like they said, the truth will set you free. So why would not tell the truth? Like that's, like, that's the, it is. It's a very freeing feeling. And especially with me being more social later on in my life, like, I was always antisocial. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, somebody, oh, oh yeah. You know, you want to go hang out? Like, no, nah, I got this to do, or I'm at work, or you know, say, oh, well, call me. Like, you know, call me so we can talk. Like, well, you know, I'm kind of in, you know, I'm kind of doing. No, I don't want to fucking talk to you right now. Okay. Don't want to hang out. Like, if I want to go somewhere and chill, I can go. You know, yeah, cool. All right. You going out to hang tonight? You want to grow? Yeah, I roll. If I don't, no, I'm good. Oh, uh, what you doing? Nothing. I'm sitting on my ass in my house doing absolutely nothing, enjoying the fuck out of life. Okay? That's what I would rather do. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could be like a Saturday night. Like, oh, we about to go to the club. All right, cool. Have fun. Oh, you don't want to go? No, not at all. I'm good. I don't have shit to do either. Like, I don't have no plans. I just don't want to go and do shit. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So just that honesty aspect and just just freeing yourself from the constraints of lie. Like you, the lie you tell will lead to another lie, which will lead to another lie, and then you forget the first fucking lie that you told. So yeah, they know. You know what I'm saying? People now know that you're lying. Like you know what I'm saying? But it's more about being honest, and you know, for me, it's been about being honest and free. Like I don't, you know, I don't, I don't care how anybody feels about me like you can love me you can hate me whatever you can wish death you know you can wish death on me i have no cares or concerns about how you feel about me i love me i'm like casey said i think i'm the finest thing walking because that's how i'm supposed to feel she this one has definitely rubbed off on me we had a nice positive uh conversation and she you know just kind of enlightened me on her journey and I was like oh that's dope like I I feel that like I need I feel like I need that like that's cool so yeah it was like all right and then as I started it was like oh well yeah this is this is definitely what the fuck I needed in my life because like you said you be you know trying to be a people pleaser and pleasing everybody and trying to make sure everybody else is good but you forget about yourself Mm -hmm. man all the petty insecurities and all of that stuff is just like bitch at the end of the day Nobody can be you better than you can be. Right. So it's just like you're gonna be the baddest motherfucking version of you because you're the only one like you. And it's like you have to get that level of confidence with yourself. And it's like it hurts my heart because I have this conversation with my best friend all the time. And she's like, I just, but uh, no. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm I'm working on it. I'm gonna get her there. But it's just like you you have to have that 
feeling of like, bitch, please. Mm. And like, and that's where I'm at. And it's just like, you can't, I really don't care. Like, and, and it's, I've never been like that. I've yeah. cared about every fucking thing. And like, it's just you like, over care about shit to the point where you stress out about a situation or thing that can not give any fucks about yeah. You you just have like I mean some of the, so much of it is like confidence in yourself and like being happy with yourself and like and one of those things is like and, and um I always thought about this before when I was younger and I used to think about you know you know I would say I feel like people in general do it you see a wealthy guy or a wealthy attractive guy with like a, a bird like a ugly bitch and you will see a really cute girl with a ugly guy or you see and you're trying to figure out if he has money or you're trying to figure out if she got good pussy or you're trying to figure out what the fuck is going on and it's like none of that shit matters it's all the vibe it's It's all the vibe it really don't matter you can like you like how you carry yourself that confidence your vibe how you like your energy that's what makes somebody want to fuck with you or be around you whether it's your friend or your mate like, you have to bring something to the table that's different. If you like every other week bitch around here and you just the same <laughs> type of person and you bring in negative energy, you a Debbie Downer, you bring people down, you got, you just, oh, woe is me, you throwing yourself pity parties. Nobody wants that energy. So it's just like, you and you can be with two or three bitches and you could be the cutest one. But if you sitting there saying how ugly you are, you really going to start looking ugly. You decide yeah, you your life. Your own you destiny. Met, exactly. You manifest your own destiny. You speak into existence what you want. You want to be this. You want this out of your life. You want a fine man with some money. You just say, I'm going to get it. And that's and that's all that matters. All that negative shit, you got to go. Yeah, take that, the whole worrying and shit. Like, look. Put it in the trash. Put look, the shit in rice. Actually, yeah. don't put it in rice because we don't want you to revive it. Put right. the shit in the trash. Let them come the get it on Wednesday. Look, don't worry about what's going to happen. What's going to happen is going to happen. Look, your shit already mapped out, bro. You just got the, you know, you just got the tools to make certain decisions. You it, just got to be in control of your own shit. Like, make sure you make the right decision for you and, and keep it pushing. Like, don't worry about what's the right decision for your mate or your friends or your your mother or any of that. Look, at the end of the day, they gonna love you regardless. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They, you know what I'm saying? They hunt if they want hundred, they gonna love you regardless. Just make the best decision for you. Don't let don't let nobody else take control of what you're doing. Because at the end of the night, like I always say, you got to go to bed with you, okay? You got to sleep. Them is your, you know what I'm saying? Those are your demons that you have to live with. You got to look yourself in the mirror. So take advantage of your life. Don't think about what happened 20 years ago and all that shit. Or, oh, I should have did this and I should have. You didn't. So play with the cards that's in your hand right now. That's all you got. Just do what you can do right now and keep it moving. Simple as that. Don't let nobody keep you down. Don't let nobody rain on your parade. Be the best you can. Be the best you that you can be and work on that solely every day. Work on your craft. Work on, you know what I'm saying? Work on your craft. Do do whatever you got to do to be the best you. Absolutely. Just be better. You know what I'm saying? Don't be sorry. Be better. Right. Point blank, period. Just be just be the best version of you, and that's all that can matter. Because honestly, at the end of the day, there's no competition. You ain't competing with nobody but yourself. I had to, like, slap my friend's mouth. Like, boom, shut up. Because, like, she like, but I mean, I'm just realistic. Like, I know, you know, it's people out here that look better than me. No, bitch. No, it's not. 
Yeah. Ain't nobody living like you ain't compete with nobody but yourself. So no, bitch, you fine. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how we gotta be. And if you have that insecurity in your soul and you harvest it, it's gonna pursue it on the outside. And so a guy either gonna look at you like I don't wanna fuck with her. Like I'm saying, because that's the thing that you gonna you gonna look ugly to them. You either gonna look ugly or you are gonna become a target. Come like, that's an insecure bitch. I can manipulate. It's just so many things that go into it. You just gotta think about. And I mean, I guess that's all. You got anything else to add, or that's gonna wrap it up for that no, little topic? that's gonna wrap it up. All right, well, be confident, be you, love yourself, be honest, like Hendrix said, and all that good shit. And be we're social. Be social. Be be dope as fuck, bro. Be the best version of yourself and say fuck everybody else and tell them if they call you a bitch, to capitalize your motherfucking B. So are we like black and spiritual now? I'm not. I'm just positive. And I hate everybody still, so. <laughs> but you can do that. I can, because I can do what the fuck I want. Exactly. It's my universe. Exactly. Like all you peasants and all you extras in <laughs> right. my film. Well, now. Well, now. This is, this, I'm James Bond. Well, now. And you just the theme music. All right, so. Um, <laughs> um, I actually don't have anything, because I've been on my positive shit this week. Oh, okay. Well, I have some stuff, so I'm going to go. So, what's been grinding your gears? Well, not really grinding my gears. That's the thing. I don't have any, like, super negative shit, okay? I have the fact that I don't like people wearing my house shoes. I have secular <laughs> that Man, the motherfuckers was comfortable as hell. Don't put your nasty feet in my house shoes. No, secondly, I have that men don't understand what decorations are. And I say that because this guy decided to pick up pizza. <clears throat> Out the oven with the white tiles for decoration and not for use. Men aren't trash. Okay, so that's the my first. My bad, my nigga. Damn, All right. Anyways, keep keep moving on. Um, last thing I was uh, actually no, it's not the last thing. I was really thirsty, and um, I finally got some tea. That's not really a grandma gears, but I forgot to mention it earlier. But I was really thirsty yesterday at work, and I learned how to work Apple Pay to get me some tea, and it was the highlight of my day. So I just want to add that. Okay. Now, <laughs> my other problem Wait, that I had. Wait, the machine? Yeah. Why don't you just use your card? Because I would have had to go get it. I don't oh. carry my shit on me. Yeah, sure. Um, one, okay, so I have two two big ones. Okay, so my last one was like, okay, one of my last ones, Fat Shaman. It was this post that I seen this guy put on uh, Facebook about his experience with uh, um, uh, a bigger woman or like people, I guess people's judgment. So if, he told like a whole little story on his Facebook page. It was a post and he was like, you know, it was one back in the day, you know, one of my regrets pretty much in life. Like when, like back in the day I was dating this girl. I loved her. She loved me, but she was overweight. And my uh, friends, you know, I was so worried about what my friends thought that I stopped fucking with her. Like, and I loved her. And now she's out what? I'm triggered. Living her. Continue. Now she's out living her best life and I'm just sitting here being lame and corny and shit and you know like I regret that like that was my dumb ass like now she out here like stunning and flossing and flourishing and being great and I'm just you know still trash can I go can I okay, go yeah. I, I was triggered by that look I'm I'm a very um, we gonna say slim slim built man and um I've dated the majority of my life curvier women and yeah I've been through that situation to, oh yeah you know why you with that fat bitch you know you're the skinny bat look don't let nobody fucking determine who your fucking mate is, bro. She good for you. If y'all vibe together, fuck all that. I don't give a fuck what she look like. you said, she can be ugly, cockeyed, all that. Yeah. No, don't do that shit, bro. You you miss out on a lot of shit by judging people based off of their appearance. Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. The, the, the triggered me, it was a wonderful post. What triggered me was this guy in the comments talking about some, are you encouraging people to be fat? Talking about some, now, since you made this post, bitches are going to stop working out and start eating like and be comfortable with themselves. That's what she said. She said, people, no, the guy said that people are going to be, women, fat women, are going to be comfortable being fat because you made this post. Suggesting that now, oh my God, a nigga said he would date us. Let me go eat all the Twinkies. It was just the most ridiculous shit ever and it you really triggered know. the fuck out of me first of all as always people already know that being fat has nothing to do with being bad have bad health but whatever i just it was i was just really triggered about that because it's just like nigga shut the fuck up do you know like over 85 percent of people don't work out yeah and it's actually more of females who don't work out like i don't i mean i mean it's pretty even but it's like dude who gives a fuck yes you can eat all the fucking i will feed you fucking twinkies with no problem if you know what i'm saying that's what you want that's what you get man get the fuck out of here with that yeah so that was my that was one of my biggest triggers and then my other trigger was like it wasn't a trigger it was just um oh no i have two more okay one was just people asking me for money like i'm atm just stop doing that second of all the who And then the last one was like worst pickup line. Somebody asked me yesterday, was I mixed? I don't know what that's about. I'm just black. And then um, (laughs) he proceeded to ask me why I talk the way I do. So it was like, well, I'm mixed with white. I'm too black for that. And then the third thing is he asked me, is this my hair? And I have feet and braids down to my ass. Um, Just so many questions. So, so many. Um... (laughs) But it was just like, okay, I, I, I get that you're trying to hit on me, but I just feel like it's better pickup lines. So I'm thinking I need to start a segment, especially now that I'm like out in this universe and dancing, <laughs> emphasizing, and flexing. That I'm just, I'm, I, need, I need, I might start a worst pickup line segment because <laughs> I get some really fucking bad ones. Um, yes, really bad. Um, but yeah, you know. Um, so that is all the. You know what? That was I. I applaud your comedic approach to that. That was that was pretty good. What you mean? That was pretty good. You got some promise, kid. You can you can do things. Shut the hell up. I'm just saying. I mean, we both can be like, uh, what was the the brothers, the twins, and shit, the fucking deadpan comedians and shit like that. We can do that. <laughs> You could do that yeah, with you, seriously. with you and your sarcasm, and me, my sarcasm, and my mumbling. Yeah. But nobody would understand your punchline because you mumbling. I mean, I, the punchline come out. You know, I'm Boomhauer, Black Boomhauer. Let's go. Fuck out of here. Okay. Man, man, man. Anyways, fuckface. Tell them how they can reach you. You guys. Millennials can reach me on Instagram and Twitter at Noli Hendricks. That's discrimination. Whoa. That's the generation we live in now. You know, everybody's always mad about something. So now you say millennials. What about people who are not millennials? Are you discriminating against non-millennial people? No. I call our audience millennials because we're awkward millennials. So they have to be awkward millennials to listen to us. No, they don't. They can be regular. People don't like being called awkward. I don't. But I don't give a fuck. (laughs) You can reach me on Instagram and Twitter at Noli Hendricks. That's N-O-E. L-L-Y-H-E-N-D-R-I-X Instagram and Twitter Where can they reach you at uh, Kanichiwa? Sneeze Alright um, They can reach me at <laughs> Instead of actually sneezing I just said sneeze But anyways um, <laughs> You can reach me at K underscore In real life That is K-A-Y underscore I-N-R-E-E-L-L-I-F-E That is on IG and on Twitter If you still want to reach us You can do that at the 2AM podcast On Facebook Facebook and, and Twitter and on Twitter. 
her okay um shout out to everybody if y'all still fuck with us you know what i'm saying like i know it's been a long time right. been gone for a minute but yeah. i'm back with the jump off right. eh, eh, eh. anyways um, we tried to do good for y'all you know we brought we, we're energized we're cha- we've changed since we've been at sea a lot of shit happens <laughs> a lot of shit happens where you just go and stay crazy for four days so for yeah real. We, we definitely came back with a positive mindset and shit like that you know, so we gonna continue this vibe because that's that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, like I said, dance and emphasize your way through motherfucking life. If if you want to contact us, like I said before earlier in the show, you can email us at ask two am podcast at gmail dot com. That is the number two. Um, shout out to we all win pot and color, Potter and family, Podmosphere, Podcasters United, yeah. Black Pot, well, Black, Black Podcasters United. Yeah. Um, also follow. I mean, well, you can follow us there too. But um, follow us on SoundCloud. Listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever. Raise, uh, subscribe, share, repost, retweet, all of that good shit. You know, you know how it goes and shit. Yes, and as always, remember, millennials, you can get a lot of things back, but you can't get time back. Well, well. You can't get back life. Well. Time is priceless. Mm. Don't waste it. Mm. Make it count. Mm. Be the best you that you can be. That's what I'm saying. Dance and emphasize your way too long. I'm going to keep saying it to everybody. Start dancing and motherfucking emphasizing. Well, I'm going to just emphasize because I can't dance. Well, I mean, whatever. All right, guys. We'll catch you next week. Peace. See you.